Are you struggling or even burdened down by this idea of always having to be perfect, the struggle with perfectionism? That's a point of conversation today I get to have with mental performance coach Brianne Smedley as we dive into beliefs, perfectionism, and even what we can do as moms and dads to pay it forward to our student-athletes. On today's brand new episode, let's go! My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. What's up, competitor? Welcome or welcome back to the Compete Every Day podcast. Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and super excited about today's conversation with mental performance coach Brianne Smedley. We dive into our beliefs, we dive into perfectionism, we dive into how do we start to build a more positive mindset when we're just surrounded by negative people. We even got into a little question and answer exercise of what you can do to prepare for a toxic coworker, a negative Nancy, you have to deal with a bad teammate, all of that stuff. So today's conversation is full of actionable takeaways, whether you are an athlete, whether you are the parent of an athlete, or whether you're just a professional trying to do your best every day in your career. So I am so excited for this conversation and stick around toward the end. If you are a parent of a student athlete, Brianne and her sister-in-law, Christina, are hosting a clinic for moms of student athletes to help build more confidence in their athletes. And you'll find out how you can get signed up, registered right off the gate to help your athlete this year. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you two easy ways to support the show to share the episode. Send this episode out to someone you know, especially if they're a mom of a student athlete. Share this episode, this conversation, or heck, maybe you have a friend or someone in your network who just struggles with perfectionism. They're always burdened and stressed by this idea of of not being able to measure up. And so if that's someone you know, share this episode with them. If you don't have anybody in your network like that and you're just focused on you, then I want to encourage you to pick up some new gear from CompeteEveryDay.com and help support the show, the brand, the team. All you got to do is use the word podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get 15% off any order. And you know what, if you've been in the store before, everything is there designed to help empower you, to motivate you, to remind you of what you're capable of. There's nothing crazy about the apparel. It's comfortable. It'll handle any tough workout you put it through. It's great to wear out, but more than anything, what it's made to do is transform your mindset on those days when you're not feeling motivated, when those excuses are running wild in your mind, when that inner critic is loud and unstoppable but you know you have things to do. That's why we make the apparel. It's why we make the flags. That's why we make the wristbands because we want you to see that message and be reminded that that negative inner voice, those excuses, they are not stronger than you. They don't have to take control of your situation. How you feel in the moment isn't as important as what your commitments are. And so we want you to see that message and be empowered to show up and compete. 
So if you need a fresh message, if you need that reminder, if you're just been in a funk lately and you need a little extra spark, head on over to CompeteEveryDay.com, use the code PODCAST, and get yourself 15% off anything online. Those are the two easiest ways to support the show. Now, let's dive into the show with Brianne Smedley, my new friend, certified positive performance mindset coach, and the person today that's going to bring her A-game and help you better compete. Brianne, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yes. Looking forward to today's conversation. Such important topics around beliefs, around the struggle with perfectionism that so many of us as high achievers have. But before we dive into that, I'm just curious about your own journey and really the motivation to work with athletes, specifically female athletes on the mental game. Where did that come from? What sparked it? Maybe what challenge did you have growing up that really led you down this path? Right, of course, because I was the female athlete that struggled with beliefs about myself and perfectionism. And I was a high achiever that attached a ton of my self-worth to what I did or didn't do on the volleyball court specifically. And so long story short, I was a competitive athlete growing up. Um, volleyball was kind of my main sport. And once I started getting pretty good at it, especially around my senior year, I was starting to get offers from colleges to play at the next level. And while everyone else thought that was super exciting for me, I was internally like so scared because I, you know, not knowing then, but I can see it clearly now, clearly now, like I didn't want to let anyone down. I was like fear of success. What if I go and play and I'm not as good as they thought I would be? You know, I had all of these like internal doubts about myself that you wouldn't maybe be able to tell from the outside. I was pretty successful um, in my sport. I actually ended up quitting. Like I, I, after my senior season, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to play in college. It's not for me. You know, I just was like telling myself all these things and I just quit. And I went on to play, um, or I went on to just go to school at a college, um, here in Washington state. And, you know, it turns out they actually had a phenomenal volleyball program. There it was a division two, but they were like consistently in the final four. They actually, that freshman year that I went, they were in the national championship and I was like, oh my gosh, I miss it so much. And, um, you know, I actually got a chance to reach out to the coach. She gave me a, a tryout. I was offered a walk-on spot and I'm like, all right, I'll take it. I'm just happy to be back. And that was a turning point in, um, realizing kind of how the mental game plays a big role because this coach in this program actually highly prioritized mental training and, um, you know, how our thoughts can create a reality and how I am not um, alone in these thoughts about like feeling nervous or feeling like, what do I do when I, after I make a mistake? And so I was learning tools, um, became a, you know, an even better player. I enjoyed playing volleyball again, by the time I was a senior, I was a full ride scholarship athlete, loving the sport, graduated, got into teaching and coaching, but quickly realized that I can coach volleyball all day, but if I don't, if the girls don't have beliefs about themselves, they're not going to be able to perform. And so I sought out, um, you know, additional certification on how to teach the mental side and then realized like, Hey, more people need to know how to do this. I joined forces with my sister-in-law who also is a former competitive athlete. And we built a whole business around how to teach the mental side of the game to female athletes, but also how to help the moms of those female athletes with their daughter's confidence in her athletic career. I love it. Well, and, and there's so many things you said there that 
resonate with me, the, the coming out of high school and, and all of those thoughts and feelings. And, and for me at 18, my struggle was with this idea of you always hear like, listen to your gut, listen to your heart. And, and like your gut will lie to you when you're uncomfortable doing something outside of your comfort zone. And when you add that to maybe a negative self-talk, you talk yourself out of things and, and allow fear to talk you out of things versus leaning it. And, and it's incredible. You had an opportunity despite kind of walking away and, and speaking from experience. I know like the, the burden of regret and what if carries with you that you had a chance to kind of change that narrative and change that story because you were surrounded with the right people. So I love that. The other thing you mentioned is the importance of the parents and the moms. And I know we have moms listening. We have dads listening. And we've talked to some different coaches and athletes. Um, Amy Oliphant um, actually went through similars, worked with our good friend, Lindsay Wilson, we've talked about here on the show. Yeah. She talked about because her kids are college athletes. And so we talked about how do you manage that process, especially when you're a really good athlete and you're used to it. And then when you're not an athlete and you can't connect in some of those same ways. So those are a couple of things that I want to dive into a little bit, but I feel like it, it would be kind of cheating the audience right now if we didn't talk about kind of the belief system. And really this struggle with perfectionism and the idea that we have to be perfect all of the time. And, and this is so incredibly important um, because it, as we're recording this in the last week, uh, Stanford soccer captain Katie Meyer um, committed suicide. And, and a lot of that struggle was around something that happened that maybe detracted from her idea that she had to be perfect in everything every time she couldn't mess up and we carry this weight and so I'm curious from your perspective why I think maybe more and more athletes are feeling it is it is it social media is it what's going on that we're feeling more weight to be perfect and then those of us as adults that haven't gotten rid of it we still struggle with this idea of, of being anything less than how do we start to maybe change that internal narrative a little bit to understand none of us are perfect. None of us are going to be perfect. It's that progress and how you're building and growing that matters. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there because I, as a, as an athlete who struggled with perfectionism and high, a high achiever. And like I said before, kind of linking my, my self-worth to my achievements, that's kind of where where it starts and it's something that I still like have to continually come back to and, and remind myself of. So from the adult perspective, what I found really useful is Brene Brown's work on perfectionism. If you're familiar, like yep. she just kind of breaks it down. And it's like our perfectionism is really our fear of being seen for who we really are. And it has nothing to do. Like we hide behind this idea of like, if I act perfect, do perfect, you know, get it right, then people are going to see me in a certain light and I'm going to be valued in that way. And so it's just realizing that like, you know, athletes also hide behind this idea and we do too, that like, no, I am just, I just have high standards for myself or I'm just like a really high achiever. And if I don't have this like perfectionism, then I'm not actually going to be as good as I could be. It's the thing that like drives me. I hear that a ton from athletes. Can I ask you a question on that? Is that also probably our, our reason or our default that we, we identify, identify as a volleyball player, identify mm -hmm. as a mom, identify as a sales guy or a speaker or an author. We put our name and identity attached to what we do versus who we are. Do we tend to do that kind of as a defense mechanism, which ultimately I, I think creates a way bigger problem because if we ever lose that one thing, we retire from a sport, yeah. then we feel like we're lost and our identity's lost. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's what we coach a lot of parents with is that your daughter's 
sport is what she does. It's not who she is. And like to continually give her that message that this is just something that is part of her, something that she loves, but it's not her and her achievements while they're great, they're not who she is. And so part of the bigger, you know, long-term coaching that we really provide for parents is like, we've got to make sure that we draw our attention to um, who our daughter is as a, as a person, rather than what she goes out and does on the, the court or the field. And when she's constantly just getting praised for the outcomes that she gets, she gets that subconscious message that I am how many points I score, or I am my performance. And when, you know, then and that just adds pressure because then it's like, oh, I have to now perform. I have to keep performing in order to get the recognition and the validation from the people in my life. And this might not be a conscious thing. Like I said, when I was 16, 17, 18, I didn't realize this was all like going on for yeah. me. I see it very clearly now, but you know, is that why in- is, uh, let me ask, is that why, and, and I've seen it from Ashley Merriman to Carol Dweck. That's why it's so important that car ride home is the most crucial time in those young athletes' lives, especially the, before they're even driving. Because yeah. like you talked about, if we're all outcome, 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 mm-hmm. we may not realize it. They may not realize it at the time, but subliminally that like, that's what's starting to lock in of the importance or where mom and dad's love comes from. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about that at um, our clinic at the time of this recording, we, we have a series of clinics for moms of female athletes on all about what they can say and do to help build confidence in their daughters. And it is not just like, you know, the, the daughter needs to change or this, we so often focus on like the other person, like she needs more confidence and she needs to believe in herself. And we're taking it to like, okay, you get to actually shape the environment. And in that car ride home, is like one of the main ones that we can focus on and what you do and what you say and what you even, we go deeper, like what you even say about yourself, um, our daughters and our athletes pick up on and their confidence is really shaped and molded um, by the parents' confidence in themselves. So yeah, it's huge. And that, like you said, that car ride home is like such a, a cool opportunity and a way it's like, you know, the time that sticks out in athletes' careers, like for good and bad. And so we're yeah. really helping parents shape that to be something that's memorable in a good way for athletes. So let me ask you along those lines of when we know our athlete or even ourselves are struggling with perfectionism, whether we're 16 or we're 46, mm-hmm. what are the questions maybe we need to ask ourselves or remind ourselves to start to break that habit a little bit or that need to feel like we always have to be perfect? Yeah, that's a great question. And this is really timely because I actually just got an email last night from one of, uh, from a mom of one of the players that's going through our program, our mental training program for athletes. And she was like, my daughter's like super, super struggling with, <laughs> with perfectionism. Like she's going through the program, she's learning, but she is like, here are some of the thoughts that she's having. And she wrote out like, um, I, I won't be good enough if I don't get a college scholarship. Um, college, and I, will never be good enough, or I need perfectionism in order to perform, like some of the things that we talked about. And the, the advice that I gave back to her, and this applies to us too, is not so too deep into, I don't know if you've heard of um, IFS, internal family systems. No. It's, uh, it's a therapy. Now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, for those of us that love to learn and, and know more, um, IFS is like, it's a therapy mo- modality, but um, and I'm not trained in it. I am just, I, I know about it and have read books, but not, not official, not officially trained in it. But anyways, it's this whole concept that like there's parts of us and no part of us is bad. 
And so when this perfectionism part of us is popping up, it really is linked to part of us that's trying to protect us and keep us safe. And there's a, there's a reason for it. And so when that perfectionism voice, you know, we even put like a, a personality to it, when that perfectionistic thing person comes up, you can even like name it, like, you know, Tracy, this perfectionism, you know, when we work with athletes, it's like, give it a name. Ah, she's talking again. She's telling me that I have to be perfect in this match right here or else I'm going to let my team down. And kind of just when that comes up, like acknowledge it and just say like, okay, this part of me is, um, is telling me that I have to be perfect right now. And just looking at it with like some compassion and some empathy. And I know this sounds like maybe a little different, but it's actually helped me a lot. 100%. And we've, we've actually talked about it, not necessarily in the realm of perfectionism, but Mm -hmm. the importance of naming your inner critic when trying to talk back to it and combat it versus I always have a negative mindset. I'm just a negative person. This is how I'm born. This is how it always is. It's like, no, like just because you think it doesn't necessarily mean you have to listen to it. Just like you yeah. see a billboard or a commercial on TV, you don't have to act on every single thing. You see it, you evaluate, you dismiss. Yeah. And so I love hearing that in this light and this perspective of the importance of naming and creating some separation between who you are, who you want to be, and maybe where that inner voice is starting to kind of anchor you to. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what we teach athletes to do. And what I do myself is like, okay, it's here. I acknowledge it. I see you. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. I don't need you right now. And then we shift to like, what's a new thought? Like I'm going to focus on my effort or I am enough. I I am worthy despite my, you know, my, my accomplishments, um, you know, something, another anchor that can help, um, to kind of redirect, but just pushing it away, you know, obviously what, what we resist persists. And so it just gets worse. And so, you know, we really teach athletes to like, this is here for a reason. It's, it's literally just trying to keep you safe. Like there's something, you know, if you go really deep, it's probably connected to something. Um, but like it, it really, you know, looking at it with like compassion and empathy of like, my brain is just trying to protect me. Um, you know, and then just thinking it like it's here. Thank you. I release you. I'm going to shift to this other part of me. That's going to help me have a better balance of what I'm trying to achieve. So I want to ask you a questions as we kind of pull on that thread a little bit, say we've got an athlete listening, or even we've got an adult listening to the show and they're working on this. They're trying to do the work in terms of their affirmations, how they talk to themselves, but maybe their parents or their roommates and who they're surrounded by is not in that healthy sense. And they're actually hurting their growth and opportunity. Parents really hard to escape from sometimes, especially if you're a younger athlete. As you get older, maybe your close friends, like you're starting to realize, ooh, these aren't the best people to help my mental game. So mm-hmm. when we find ourselves in this situation where those closest around us are actually prohibiting us from growing or developing the right mentality, what are things that we can at least start to do to maybe protect our thoughts and what we consume while we try to find new environments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. As far as the parents, like that's why we're so passionate about like <laughs> helping parents. We made that shift in our business about six months ago. We're like, we, we got it. Like parents are so important to like athletes performance and confidence. So, um, so hopefully we're helping out a little bit in that sense, but you know, some of the some of that environment though, you can't, like you said, you just can't escape from. And so my first thought that came to mind was this is why it's so important to front load. And like, 
decide what you're going to focus on and decide your thoughts and know your triggers and know your pitfalls and know like what common situations you could be in um, that could trigger negative thoughts about yourself or like your performance. And so even doing something simple for athletes, like as a, like a scenario planning activity, I think would be effective and just think through like, okay, what are my goals? And if that's like an athletic goal, um, you know, a process oriented, like my goal is to like give my hundred percent effort every single day, or like, you know, do better than I did yesterday, whatever it is, like, those are my goals. Um, this is what I'm going to choose. These are my affirmations that I'm working through that I'm thinking about here's a situation or here's the person that I'm around who often gets me off track. Like this person, this teammate that I'm around or this friend that I'm around when they say this, when they, you know, complain about what we're doing in practice or whatever it is, like throws me off and makes me not focus. Here's what I'm going to choose to focus on instead when that happens. And just like a simple planning, like we visualize all day, you know, like what we're going to do. And so let's go ahead and like front load and preload what we want to have happen in those situations so that athletes can like feel confident and feel empowered that they have a different thought they can think and almost be almost be like on the lookout for it like i know this is going to happen like yeah well and that's what you should i mean i've, I've laughed talking to clients and, and people in the past of like oh like why would you want to think that you're putting it out there and i'm like well no like if you think about it in the most extreme sense, military, they plan for every situation. What happens if we get off the helicopter and four of the five guys get hurt or shot or whatever? Like, what are you going to do? What is the alternative? And they have to go through every situation of what they're going to do, not hoping it happens. But if it does, here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'll respond. And from a very simple sense, we have to do the same. As an athlete, we have to do it as leaders in business. When you walk into the office, if you have a toxic coworker and you know you're going to have to deal with them, like think about it ahead of time. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? So then you're, you're not caught off guard. It's kind of par for the course at that point. You've planned for it. Here's how I'll adjust. If it doesn't happen, great. It's a positive. So I love that exercise and activity because a lot of times when we think about planning and visualization, we think about positive outcomes and productive outcomes, but not necessarily game planning for how to adjust to the negative or potentially challenging ones. Um, and so that's super helpful. I, I love the focus on parents. Obviously, that's a passion for mine, even though I'm not a parent. We have our Raising Competitors podcast that's, as a lap just kind of sitting on ice for now. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, it's something that's so crucial because they have the most impact outside of coaches and even probably more than coaches. Mm -hmm. Parents have the greatest impact on their athletes and that next generation. And so it's crucial. I know you and your sister-in-law, sister-in-law, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sister-in-law, you have a clinic coming up for moms of youth athletes and, and growing athletes. Talk to me a little bit about that and then how we can get our audience that are listening, that are moms, they're like, I need to find out more. How can we get them plugged in on it? Yeah. So this clinic, it's actually our most popular clinic that we, that we host. We've, uh, we did it like four times last year. Um, this is our second time doing it this year because moms keep asking for it. And it's called what moms of confident athletes do differently, three proven strategies to start now. So we know that like confident athletes elite athletes do things differently, right? Like they have their mental game dialed in, they visualize self-talk, use breath work, you know, like all these things, but their moms, we find like the parents and the moms of those athletes also do things differently. And so we kind of break it down and, and help moms really dive into what they can be doing to help raise and 
um, and shape really confident elite athletes. And I'll tell you, like, if you just <laughs> moms, if you just want like the scripts, tell me what to say, like, yeah, we'll help you out with that. We have like, there's key things to say and not say, but like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So like only come to this clinic, if you're willing to like sit in and, and do a little work, we'll do a little introspection on yourself, because that is actually how you're going to move the needle in your daughter's confidence is if you're going to be willing and able to look at yourself a little bit. So if you're, if you're really wanting to set your daughter up for success in her sport, um, and outside of her sport, you're willing to do anything. Part of that is going to be looking at yourself and we'll guide you through it. That's what this whole clinic is for. So to enroll in that clinic, um, we go to christinabrianne.com forward slash enroll and Jake, I'll give you the link to that, but yeah, it's a great one. And you're going to leave inspired, fired up, ready to just like go love on your daughter and help her be the best she can be. I love it. I love it. Such, such an important role uh, and, and something we think about so much in terms of moms and, and everything they have to do and carry, but uh, especially in this position in sports, whether the moms played sports or not, like mm -hmm. your youth athletes sports career impacts the rest of their life. Like the lessons they learn, the experiences they have, the things within sports, which is why I'm so passionate about it, set our kids up for success. And so what an incredible opportunity to be in the clinic, learn a little bit of this stuff that, hey, may change how you continue to show up and how your confidence runs, as well as how you're able to help build your athlete's confidence. So we'll link to that here in the show notes um, as well. Brian, let me ask you another question as we wrap up today. For anybody listening that just wants to learn more about your coaching programs, you and your sister-in-law, Lost work. What's the best social media platform to find you? And then what's your website where we can dive in a little bit further? Yeah. So on social, on Instagram, I am at Bree Smedley. I know my last name is a little unique, so <laughs> be in there. And then um, go to christinabrianne.com forward slash compete. Um, that's a special landing page, a special a page for your listeners and your audience that has a couple of um, free resources for parents of athletes. And we also have information about our elite competitor program, which is our signature eight week program for female athletes on how to learn the mental side of the game. And in that program, we also have support for the parents. So parent athlete goes through parent goes through as well, and they get support while their daughter gets support. So go to that, um, that URL, and that'll help you find a little more info about us. Love it. And we'll be linking to all of that in the show notes. So all you have to do is click a button as, as you're listening or after you listen to this episode, Brianne, thanks again for hanging out on the show this week. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the compete everyday podcast to get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit CompeteEveryday.com.